The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome to this story of the day, much to my consternation. Is speculation on what Trump said or didn't say. And we'll get into it coming up on the Salcedo Show. I've got a lot of raw audio because of the, the busy nature of my day today. I was able, able only to pull down some raw audio from uh, General McMaster when he stepped up to the podium. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Went over the president's schedule, which nobody talked about or nobody wanted to talk about. And uh, they all wanted to get to these questions about what was said allegedly in this private meeting and what was not said. And I'm sure it's all that we'll be talking about in the flip around when we get to it here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Telephone numbers 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. If you want to listen to the show live, go to theblaze.com slash radio. You can go to the Blaze Radio smartphone app. You can go to the iHeart Radio smartphone app and uh, make sure you listen in there. Uh, On-demand listening, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. What else am I missing? Oh, yes, the all-important social media. On Twitter, at Chris Salcedo TX, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas. Also uh, on Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. And jump on to theblaze.com, the channel section, if you want to find our daily offerings there. This will give you a hint as to what we primarily covered on the Salcedo show for that day. And a lot of you guys are migrating there and finding us. So we really appreciate you doing so and weighing in on the various offerings that we put up there on a daily basis. All right. It is this Washington post story that came down just after we got off the air yesterday here on the blaze and tongues were wagging over this, unsourced, sorry, anonymously sourced uh, piece of whatever it was, not journalism, piece of journalism, no, piece of reporting, nah, not really, Um, whatever you want to call it from the Washington Post, and just learning now before we came on the air, minutes before we came on the air, the New York Times, the New York Times is also saying that it has talked to a former 
and a current administration source. Probably the same former and current administration source that talked to the Washington Post. It seems a little coordinated to me. Doesn't it to you? Well, let's see what the basket of bias is talking about. We start off with the leader of the basket of bias, CNN. And realized that the plot was discussed, and apparently, you know, not according to the folks who were in the room, but he thought, okay, alarm bells, we need to share this with the wider intel community, CIA, NSA. Um, was that flaggable, in your opinion? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the issue here is these are long-term relationships that need to be maintained, and there is an absolute need to ensure that people know that there is now this information that's out there and that it, this has consequences. And so I think it, it was something that clearly he saw, made him very concerned, wanted to alert the authorities so that way people could start doing damage control, not in public, but certainly in the private intel space. Yeah, yeah, but it ended up on the pages of the Washington Post or the New York Times. Nothing's private. See, this kind of screw up happens all the time in administrations. Right? The, the, I mean, uh, well, all you left wingers out there probably think that Obama walked on water. As a matter of fact, many of you did. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, this kind of misstepping, if it did happen, and it still remains to be seen as to whether it did happen. But let's just say for argument's sake that it did. Uh, nothing's illegal about it. Presidents sometimes do this. And then the cleanup happens behind the scenes, but not in the era of Trump. When Obama screwed up, you had those in the intelligence community who didn't want to leak it. And those in the basket of biased press who would never report it. Because protecting Obama was the call of the day, not protecting America. The latest revelation from the New York Times is that it was the Israelis who provided this bit of information that Mr. Trump allegedly uh, sent out or, or gave to the Russians during their conversation with Sergei Lavrov and um, Mr. Kislyak, Ambassador Kislyak. Let's go over to Fox. In the years ahead under President Trump. So any idea that this has damaged uh, Israeli, Israeli-U.S. relations in terms of intelligence sharing, Shep, uh, appears to have been knocked down by this particular statement. However, there are other issues that we don't have time to talk about right now that do have Israel worked up in terms of what the U.S. is saying. Indeed, and we'll get to those at some point. John Roberts, thank you. As I mentioned, lawmakers from both parties, some of them are calling the report that President Trump shared classified information with Russian officials disturbing at a minimum. Mike Emanuel live on Capitol Hill. Uh, we, I gave the reports from some Republicans, including uh, Bob Corker, the Republican of Tennessee, who says, uh, has some very harsh words for the White House. Uh, what, what else are you getting? Chef, some Republicans sound alarmed, saying they want more answers from the White House. Other Republicans sound concerned about the distraction aspect, keeping them from what they want to get done. A spokesman for House Speaker Paul Ryan said protecting America's secrets is paramount, and the Speaker hopes for a full explanation of the facts from the Trump administration. Uh, Bob Corker said the White House was, quote, spiraling out of control. Or, quote, spiraling out of Spiraling out of, I think it was used, either out of control or spiraling downward or something like that. One gets the sense these Republicans are just waiting, chomping at the bit to put distance between themselves and Donald Trump. Uh, I, I have to stress this, folks. If, if this is all true, nothing was illegal. White House blasts, oh, this is MSNBS, 
Trump defends sharing info with Russia. Um, let me let me get to what they're saying, and I was going to make I'll, I'll make my point about legality here. Face to face, and will stronger, more sharply worded jabs be exchanged about what what they think about this, what 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 the implications are about this, both for the intelligence at hand in this circumstance and for going forward, because none of this happens in a vacuum. It always sends a message, and people always wonder about well, what about the next time? And because this uh, episode did not go through the usual traps, um, as as, we, as we've said, as you said, um, it's within the president's legal right to declassify things. But the fact that that didn't happen with consultation, it didn't happen with any heads up, has everybody just saying, well, what's going to happen the next time? And uh, she just brought the point up. The ultimate declassifier is the president of the United States. He can declassify anything he wants at any time. Now, whether it's wise or not, I think that's up for debate. And we're not saying that happened here. It could have happened here. But what I find astonishing and immensely hypocritical is that Democrats who sat by and watched Hillary Clinton deal with her unsecured server, knowing that she was hacked, knowing that special access program intelligence was hacked from her system and shared on her system, on her unsecured system, knowing that enemies, and I think it was rumored, not rumored, but confirmed allies alike had hacked her system. That Democrats had not a word to say about that, and Hillary Clinton was doing so illegally. The Secretary of State does not have the legal authority to declassify at will. The President of the United States does. So, as a purely legal matter, the Democrats seem to be, well, massive hypocrites. Because Hillary Clinton was doing this kind of stuff against the law, and the Democrats didn't care. Now Mr. Trump is doing so within the law, whether it was wise or not. Well, okay, debatable if he did it. And now the Democrats are yelling from the rooftops, caterwauling, this is dangerous, it's unprecedented, right. As I said, the only reason why we know about it now is because there are leakers inside of the administration that James Comey didn't want to go after. It's why he's out of a job. There are leakers inside of the administration. And normally these missteps, if there was one, would be handled behind the scenes as to not do more damage to the credibility of the country and to the presidency. As it happened during the era of Obama. And I will have words with any left winger who wants to get out there and claim that Barack Obama never misstepped in a meeting with a foreign leader. The only problem is, is the mop-up happens behind the scenes and we the people never know about it. And the reason why we know about it now is because there is a dedicated press to undermining the Trump administration and there is a committed section of our intelligence community that is, that is making sure this stuff is leaked out to that willing and complicit press. We will detail everything that is going on, the different angles, the punditry. We'll get you some of the raw audio from H.R. McMaster coming back in front of the cameras today and answering some questions and not answering some questions. I think this is fair. Did President Trump share information with the Russians that had been shared with us by another country? We're not asking for the information. We're just asking if he had done so. 
Nobody's saying he didn't have the right to do it, but did he do it? Telephone number is 888 More to come. The Chris Salcedo Show. You're on the blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Chris Salcedo. An ally. Okay, I won't answer that. Okay, so um, all of you are very familiar with the threat from ISIS. All of you are very familiar with the territory it controls. If you were to say, hey, from where do you think a threat might come from territory that ISIS controls, you would probably be able to name a few cities, I would think. And so it, it, was, it, it, was, it was nothing that you would not know from open source reporting in terms That was H.R. McMaster earlier on today uh, in front of the White House press corps while doing his best to answer questions without divulging sources and methods, without complicating things for the administration further. What was not said and what was directly asked, and again, we have the raw audio, and we we can play it for you, and we probably will. But what was asked is, point blank, did President Trump reveal to the Russians information that was given to the United States by a foreign power? Enter the New York Times. Uh, New York Times out today. What is the time? Well, they just, it was dateline today and no time was given. I thought I was reading the Washington, the original Washington Post article. And I'll tell you, well, you know what? I probably should do that. Let me pull up the original Washington Post article. And then I'll read the first couple of stanzas from each piece and see if you guys can peg any similarities. All right. Let me let me find it. There, there it is. Um, did that come from? Uh, but, 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 but yeah, that is the Washington Post. Okay. Now, here comes the Washington Post article from yesterday, late yesterday, right after this show. President Trump revealed highly classified information to Russian foreign minister and ambassador in the White House meeting last week, according to current and former U.S. officials, who said Trump disclosures jeopardized a critical source of intelligence on the Islamic State. Now, let's pivot over to the New York Times today. The classified intelligence that President Trump disclosed in a meeting last week with Russian officials at the White House was provided by Israel, according to a current and former American official familiar with how the United States obtained the information. It's the same cadence. It's the same current and former officials. It's coordinated. 
it's coordinated. The Washington Post and the New York Times, I have no, I, I have as much evidence as the New York Times and the Washington Post have to make my claim that the Washington Post and the New York Times are colluding with the same current and former officials to put out these stories. Now, listen to the tone and the tenor of the opening stanza. President Trump revealed highly classified information. If one was a journalist, one would say, President Trump allegedly revealed highly classified information to the Russian foreign minister and ambassador in the White House meeting last week, according to current and former U.S. officials. Pivot over to the the New York Times. The classified intelligence that President Trump disclosed in a meeting last week. Hold on a second. Disclosed. Did they actually link to the Washington Post? Let me just... No, they didn't. I thought I thought the New York Times was going to link to the Washington Post. I almost thought they might. The classified intelligence that President Trump disclosed in a meeting last week with Russian officials at the White House was provided by Israel, according to a current and former American official familiar with how the United States obtained the information. It should read, if real journalists were writing this, The classified intelligence that President Trump allegedly disclosed in a meeting last week with Russian officials at the White House was reportedly provided by Israel, according to a current and former blah, 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 blah. That's if you're at least trying to feign being a journalist. These two stories actually accuse the president of the United States of actually doing this without naming their sources. And, uh, well, to say it's unfair is an understatement. And to say it's not, to say they would never go so far with unnamed sources of doing this against Barack Obama, I don't think is is too far afield. Let's listen to some of this raw audio here before we go to break. An ally. Okay, I will answer that. Okay, so- oh, that's the wrong one. Hold on a second. I'm going to run this one. Hold on. He said in three, two, hey, for some reason, the computer just froze up. Not sure why that did that. Um, it, it, it wants to play for me, but it's <laughs> play for me. It's just not going to do it. All right. Let me. Um, <laughs> wow. It's an amazing when your computer, your com- my computer really lags sometimes, folks. I think it's because of all of the sources of audio that we have going in and out of it simultaneously. Um. Oh, oh, oh so is this is this moving now? Hold on one minute. Came out to the stakeout area yesterday, and uh, coming out to the stakeout area, you said that the Washington Post story that came out late yesterday afternoon was false. Do you stick by that assertion? Do you think that every element of that story is false? And do you have anything to correct in terms of what you said at the podium yesterday afternoon? No, I, I stand by my statement that I made yesterday. What I'm saying is really the premise of that article is false, that in any way the president had a conversation that was inappropriate or that resulted in any kind of lapse in in national security. And so I think the real issue, and and I think what I'd like to see really debated more, is that our national security has been put at risk 
by those violating confidentiality and those releasing information uh, to the press that that uh, that, could, that could be used uh, connected with other information available uh, to, to make American citizens and others more vulnerable. You got it was probably inaudible. This reporter was asking if Benjamin Netanyahu will accompany a Mr. Trump on his Middle East trip, a rather historic Middle East trip will accompany him to the Western Wall. And if the president believes the Western Wall is part of Israel and Jerusalem. And the, you can hear the reporters go, oh, why, why are you asking him that? That doesn't roast Trump. Let's roast Trump some more. On the other side of the break, you'll hear what some of the other, well, not journalists, reporters were asking uh, the White House about what Donald Trump did in that meeting with Sergey Lavrov and uh, Ambassador Kislyak. It's on the uh, other side of the break, the Chris Salcedo Show, here in The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. The Russians, are you denying that you revealed information that was given to the U.S. by an intelligence partner? So uh, what, I, what we don't do is discuss what is and what wasn't classified. What I will tell you is in the context of that, that, uh, that discussion, what the president discussed with the foreign minister was wholly appropriate to that conversation and is consistent with the routine sharing of information between the president and, and any leaders with whom he's engaged. And the and U.S. received from an intelligence partner? I, I'm not going to be the one to confirm, the, the, confirm uh, that, that sort of information that could, that could jeopardize, it could jeopardize our security. U.S. allies that do have these types of intelligence sharing relationships with the U.S. will stop providing that information? No, I'm not concerned at all. That's H.R. McMaster earlier today in a press conference uh, with the, the White House press corps. And the... The, the question was pointed. Did he do this? Did he reveal classified information, which is his right to do, to, that, uh, w- to the Russians? And did he do so uh, in not the best interest of the United States of America? Um, th- now, that, that is not something H.R. McMaster is going to be able to answer. But the fact that... It's no see here here's what I'm wondering. It's no secret that the Israelis or we have partners around the globe share classified information with us, is it? That's not classified information. The fact that they share classified information with us, that's not classified. We all know that. What the press corps is asking is did the president share information with the Russians that he gleaned from a foreign source? That's all. Now, now, if that is the case, 
if he confirms that, he's letting... See, the Russians already know. The Russians already know, and to be foolhardy to think that they didn't know what they have, and well, to be honest with you, I think that, that perhaps Trump was up front about what it was that they have. The only thing that remains unseen is, is to whether or not the, the president had given the Israelis a heads up or whoever it was. And see, they got me doing it because we don't know that it was Israeli intelligence. We don't know if this actually even happened. It's all allegations from unnamed sources. And the administration, all they will confirm is that the Russians were talking about issues of joint import, fighting terrorism. That's all they will confirm. Uh, H.R. McMaster, you heard one of the original uh, sound clips here from the raw audio we have from the press conference today. He was asked about what he said yesterday, and it was a very uh, terse and very quick statement that he made uh, to the White House press corps uh, outside the portico there, what, what they call the stakeout area. I had no idea they called it the stakeout area. But here's what Mr. McMaster said yesterday. I just have a brief statement for the record. There's nothing that the president takes more seriously than the, the security of the American people. The story that came out tonight, as reported, is false. The president and the foreign minister reviewed a range of common threats to our two countries, including threats to civil aviation. At no time, at no time, were intelligence sources or methods discussed. And the president did not disclose any military operations that were not already publicly known. Two other senior officials who were present, including the Secretary of State, remember the meeting the same way and have said so. Their on-the-record accounts should outweigh those of anonymous sources. And I, I was in the room. It didn't happen. Thanks, everybody. Right. Well, none of that might have happened, but that's not what was addressed inside of the New York or the Washington Post story. The allegation is being made, and it still remains an allegation, that Donald Trump shared information with the Russians that was classified, which is his right. Nobody's saying it's not. Well, actually, uh, a lot of Democrats and liberals are saying he doesn't have the right to do, but... Anybody with sense or knowledge knows that it is his right to do. Now, whether or not it was good, if he indeed did it, that's that's up for debate. But I don't think I can fault the press corps for wanting to find out if this actually did happen. And if it did, did it hurt? But that stuff we're never going to know. That's all information that will not be, well, should not be privy to the general public but will probably find its way onto the front pages of the New York Times and the Washington Post. And you can be secure in the knowledge knowing that if this happened in the era of Obama, you didn't know about it because there were two uh, choke points, if you will, for that type of information. The first choke point was what folks call the deep state. Some folks call Obama holdovers. I call them Obama holdovers what other folks call the swamp, they were interested in protecting Barack Obama. He was a Democrat. He was an anti-American. Is an anti-American. He's out there today. Did you guys hear what he said? Resident Obama out there saying that um, it took real courage. It took real courage. 
not to bomb Syria, Syria after they crossed his red line, used chemical weapons. That's what an extremist liberal's idea of courage is. Allowing mass murder to go unpunished. Allowing the use of chemical weapons to go unpunished. That's a liberal extremist definition of courage. So uh, I actually got some blowback today from somebody saying, why are you talking about Obama for? Because Obama won't shut up. (laughs) Obama keeps on injecting himself into the national conversation. And so long as he does, he's fair game. But back to this, this subject, all of this stuff, these missteps in the early days of the Obama administration, you didn't know about. Because the Bush people who were in didn't want to hurt the country and certainly didn't want to go out of the way to hurt Obama. He was the elected leader. So they didn't. Now fast forward after Obama had eight years to install his people in key areas. What is the first thing they do? Their first their first urging is to, ooh, leak, 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 leak. Undermine, undermine, undermine. We hate Obama. Force him to resign. And that's that's the broad that, that's the view from ten thousand feet, folks. This that's what all of this is. This isn't the first time a president has revealed a little bit too much more than he should have. And all the wrinkles are ironed out behind the scenes, typically. This administration is forced to iron out these wrinkles in full view of the world, courtesy of leakers. By the way, I didn't make this point, and I need to make this point. And if our folks on the on the uh, Twitter page are listening, and our folks uh, at dot com are listening, this is the salient point. We know that a law was broken here. We know that a felonious act has been committed here, and it wasn't by President Trump. President Trump did nothing illegal. The only folks who did something illegal are these folks inside of government who leaked this information to the press. They are the only ones who have committed a felony. They are the only ones who deserve to be prosecuted. They are the only ones who, I would argue, placed America at greater risk because of what they decided to reveal on the front page of the New York Times and the Washington Post. There's, there's only one bit of illegality here, and it belongs to those who are running to the Washington Post and the New York Times to tell their stories about national security. And that's what I think broadly the view from 10,000 feet shows us. There is a concerted effort by the majority of Democrats, by the deep state slash uh, swamp slash Obama holdovers, and even some Republicans, see Bob Corker, to delegitimize this president, to make sure his agenda doesn't go forward, and it goes far beyond national security. It goes so far beyond that. He's an outsider. And he threatens this cabal 
up in Washington, D.C. The power structure, the haves and the have-nots, those who make the calls. Donald Trump is disrupting the ability of the establishments of both parties to screw this country on their terms. Trump is saying, I don't want to do that anymore. And they don't like him very much for it. So that's what I think is playing out on the front pages of the Washington Post and the New York Times. Had this been Obama operating in, against America's best interest as his policies were shown to do again and again and again, that's what, we, that's what he was doing above board. Can you imagine what Barack Obama was doing behind the scenes that his sycophants kept secret? Now, I, don't, I, I am not going to sit here and tell you that there wasn't some leaking going on inside of the era of Obama. There, there was. It was nothing like this. And as much as we appreciated knowing what Obama was doing to screw the country, we conservatives still didn't like the fact that it had to, it had to come to leaks, felonious, illegal leaks, to get the straight scoop on what our government was doing. And in this case, word of the wise in the Trump administration, you will be given no quarter. You have to do it better than anybody else because you can already see the bar is so far up for you. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I looked at this today and I'm sitting there thinking, man, they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop until either they're vanquished or Trump is. And they don't care if they tear the country apart to do it. Because I guess in, in, in these leftist minds, that if the country can't be theirs, they don't want it around for you and me. That's the way I see it. 888 Tons of analysis from uh, across Fox News and some of the uh, conservative thinkers of our day, and we'll get to that coming up on the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. It's not just a show. It's a movement. Join the swarm. Twitter hashtag Salcedo Swarm. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Listening to the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Israelis have come out and, in response to uh, the New York Times reporting that they, it was their intelligence that was leaked, saying that uh, they stand firm with the President of the United States and the United States in intelligence sharing. That that didn't stop nor does it ne- uh, necessarily mean that reporting that's coming out of BuzzFeed is not true as well, although here we are, more unnamed sources. Two Israeli intelligence officials confirmed to BuzzFeed News that Israel had shared specific intelligence with the U.S. regarding ISIS plots to smuggle explosive laptops onto planes. 
Well, yes, but that was known to the Russians. The Russians knew about this. It's widely reported. And they did so under the unique intelligence sharing agreement the two countries maintain. The revelation that Trump had shared that intelligence, intelligence with Russian officials was Israel's worst fears confirmed, said one of the intelligence officers. What do you mean? It was, it's out there already. It's been reported. We have an agreement with America, which is unique to the world of intelligence sharing. We do not have this relationship with any other country, said the officer who spoke to BuzzFeed News on condition of anonymity as he was not granted permission to speak to the press. Quote, there is a special understanding of security cooperation between our countries, they said. To know that this intelligence is shared with others without our prior knowledge, that is for us the worst fears confirmed. The officer previously spoke to BuzzFeed News in January when he said that Israel, Israeli officials had specific concerns about what Trump would share with Russian officials. Israel, he added, routinely shared intelligence that included sources of information and asset names, he said, the type of information that could endanger the lives of those provided, uh, providing the raw intelligence. Israel's role in obtaining the intelligence passed on to Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov was first reported in the New York Times on Monday. Actually, it was the Washington Post, wasn't it? Um, look, folks, <laughs> I, I'm not hearing anything from BuzzFeed here that wasn't known to the, to the general public. We all knew that the laptops, because there were, there were certain flights that were being restricted and there was open talk of more flights being restricted. We all, we all knew this. So where is BuzzFeed is claiming that the Israeli official, officials are upset about intelligence that was, what, widely known? Are you kidding? Now, I it has been confirmed that Donald Trump didn't mention any allies or where the intelligence came from. So what is the basic gripe? There's, there's so much that we don't know about this. But again, I think it's all about undermining Trump. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Badges? I don't have to show you any stinking badges! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. During President Trump's meeting with Foreign Minister Lavrov, that's Sergei Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister, a broad range of subjects were discussed, among which were common efforts and threats regarding counterterrorism. During that exchange, the Secretary of State continues, the nature of specific threats were discussed, but they did not discuss sources, methods, or military operations. Now that sounds an awful lot like H.R. McMaster, uh, but that was Tillerson's statement being read by James Rosen over at Fox News. Welcome back, everybody. It's hour two of the Chris Salcedo Show, and this is all anybody's talking about. And let me find this. This is how it's being reported. We, we showed you the Post. We showed you the Times. But here is Axios, which is 
which is not necessarily a reporting operation, more of an uh, of an aggregator. But they they have writers. Abir Sultan, who is a is Associated Press writer, was quoted by Shannon Var- Varvra over at Axios. An Israeli official told BuzzFeed News that Trump sharing in- their intel with Russia is the country's worst fears confirmed, likely due to the balance of powers between the U.S., Russia, Israel, and Iran, since Russia could share the new information with Iran, an adversary of Israel. Here's what we know, writes Axios. Israel was the source. We don't know that. You don't know that. That has not been confirmed by anyone, only anonymous sourcing. Israel was the source of the classified information Trump disclosed to Russian officials about an ISIS plot to carry laptops laced with explosives onto planes. Per two Israeli officials, the New York Times first reported Israel was the source on Tuesday. Uh, this is a story that's been out in the open. So what, what we have to assume is what was unknown is how the United States obtained this information. And the allegation is Trump shared that in this meeting with Sergei Lavrov. Yep, the Israelis gave me the information is what was alleged to have been said. But we already know that sources were not divulged. H.R. McMaster, Rex Tillerson, and and um, Powell, Dean of Powell, already confirmed sources were not revealed. So the story's been out there. So Donald Trump talking about a story that's been out there about laptops? Um, I, I don't see how that's confirmation that the Israelis did it. As a matter of fact, Axios, I would say it is you and these Israeli intelligence officials who are confirming it came from Israel. Not, not Trump. Israeli intel officers are boiling mad and demanding answers about whether to continue sharing intel with the U.S., one of the officials said. We don't know any of that. Axios seems to be presenting this as fact until that the end of the sentence one of the officials said us is uh, us israel trust hangs in the balance i don't think it does judging by the statement put out by ron dermer in a statement to the times israeli ambassador ron dermer said israel has full confidence in our intelligence sharing relationship with the united states and looks forward to deepening that relationship in the years ahead under president trump So what are we engaged in here? A bunch of speculation, a bunch of innuendo, a lot of stuff that we don't know. A lot of stuff we don't know. But who's trying to fill in the blanks? The biased press. Now, one of the more rational explanations to what could have happened here was talked about this morning on Fox News. It was uh, Brian Kilmeade talking with Laura Ingram. And Brian Kilmeade is speculating that Trump has this meeting. Trump talks with the Russians and H.R. McMaster says, well, you know what? I think we're okay, but let me check on something. 
So he calls up representatives in the intelligence community. There was one point person. We know who H.R. McMaster talked to. And this is where Brian Kilmeade is. Uh, this is what this is what he's talking about. He's talking about this moment where it left the folks who were in the room. And how did it get to the front pages of The Washington Post? The way it seems is well, whoever was in that room was in that room. And because something was revealed, H.R. McMaster picked up the phone and called over to the NSA and CIA and said, listen, we went over certain things with the Russians. We just want to make sure that you know and there's no there there. But we want to explain to you that we did tell them about the ISIS information yeah. and maybe the town. And somehow it got from the intelligence apparatus to the Washington Post yeah. with the name and all the details there. Yeah. So who did the damage? Because H.R. McMaster or somebody in that meeting says, well, you know what, let's, let's make sure that we dotted every I and crossed every T. So they do what is standard operating procedure. You, you talk to the guys in the intel community. Now, if this were Obama... Somebody in the intel community says, well, maybe that might have stepped over the line a little bit. Let me make sure that we get in touch with the Israelis. Or, again, we're assuming that's what's being reported is true, and that's a major assumption. Let me get on the horn with the Israelis and, and let them know, and, and let's just run this up the flagpole. And if there is a problem, don't worry, we'll iron it out. Instead, it gets over these intelligence officials uh, who were talked to by H.R. McMaster or Tillerson or Powell. One point of contact. So I think tracing these leaks are relatively easy because you go to the person you talk to. Who did you, did you release to the Washington Post and the New York Times? No. Who else did you talk to? And you get all of these people in a room. And you get it out of them because one of those individuals in that chain and, and they keep on talking and they keep on talking, and they keep on talking. One of those individuals spilled the beans to the Washington Post and is guilty of a felony. Now, could somebody have gleaned from an inquiry being made by the point of contact for McMaster over at Intelligence. What? Well, let's see. Why is this person who is the White House liaison to the intelligence community? Why are they asking me about this? Oh, maybe Trump. Maybe Trump revealed it. See, there's 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 too much assumption there. Somebody had to know the details if something was revealed. So, my my main beef is. Why, why isn't there someone in custody in the intelligence agencies? It should be relatively easy, and I say that with all the knowledge of intelligence that I have, which I, I've never worked in intelligence before, folks. I'm saying that with tongue firmly planted in cheek. I'm just saying if somebody from the White House calls up an individual over in intelligence and says, look, uh, here's what we want to we know. And then all of a sudden, a day later, it's up on the Washington Post uh, front page. I think it is incumbent on the White House to follow through. Well, 
Did you did you leak it? No. Who did you talk to? I want names. I want every name. And then of those people, I want the names of the people they talk to and they talk to. And figure out where this leak is, because that's the felony. So I, ma- I can't imagine Mike Pompeo doing that. But no. somehow they got from there to the Washington Post. It doesn't necessarily have to be the Russian photographer, Lavrov, Kislyak. No. Uh, we learned that last night. Right. Yeah, it's, we, like, it's like that phone call that the president had with the uh, prime minister of Australia, where yeah. supposedly he hung up on him. Next thing you know, it's on the front page of the newspaper. And that is happening in epidemic proportion. And it's none of it is good for the country. W- whether you disagree or agree with Trump's policies, the fact that all of this stuff is being leaked out to the press to undermine the presidency of the United States and the president of the United States. It's not good for the nation. But the left-wingers in charge at the Washington Post and the New York Times and those deep state holdover, Obama holdovers, swamp folks who are leaking this stuff, they don't care about the country. They care about harming Trump. That, that is the main agenda here. Getting him out of office. Scary times, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, more to come. More analysis. The Chris Salcedo Show. Your calls too. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three on the Blaze. Broadcasting with Latin flair. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm, I just got a great, a great comic by, by, by Bronco, one of our favorite um, political satirists. We're in the process of posting it up on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page right now. It is, um, well, let me just, let me just do this. Uh, Dems ignore mountain of evidence to pursue... Uh, in pursuit, I should say, in pursuit of evidence against at real Donald Trump. Um, this just came down or else I wouldn't be taking up valuable airtime. Tell you folks about it. Uh, it but it's it's that good. Uh, hashtag Salcedo Storm. Ha- um, <laughs> picture a guy sitting at a, at a desk. And it's uh, an FBI guy. And as you're looking at the cartoon, on the left, you see a mountain of evidence. Home server, Benghazi, it's all labeled Hillary evidence. And on the right side, you see the FBI guy holding up a box that's empty. And it's the, it's, it's the guy that's in charge of the FBI. It kind of looks like Comey, but it can't be Comey anymore. And he is holding a box upside down that says Trump evidence, and there's nothing in there. (laughs) And a Democrat is standing next to the desk. And the Democrat is saying, it's a donkey, of course, a jackass. The jackass is saying, that only proves we should keep investigating. 
And that is so true. If you guys want to see this, I would highly encourage you to share this. This is, that is genius in a picture. Absolute genius. Bronco, one of our favorite, along with um, Michael Ramirez on the Chris Salcedo Show, one of the uh, great political cartoonists. Fox News Channel talking about how some are saying that the, the Washington Post, and now you can lump the New York Times in with them, doing more damage to the country than Trump is alleged to have done. What's interesting is the leaker was so upset that the president allegedly leaked the stuff that they went to the Washington Post and leaked the information. Yeah, and a couple of us last night after special report were positing that uh, the report in the Washington Post could be more damaging than certainly whatever happened inside the Oval Office with uh, Lavrov and three other principals from the White House and from national security, state, uh, uh, whatever was discussed is the Washington Post piece, even though they say, well, we're not reporting on the source uh, country information, the signal source uh, information that we believe was compromised. Would it surprise any of you to know? Well, let let me put it this way. How many of the people in that meeting were actually asked for a comment in the original Washington Post reporting? How many? There was Tillerson, Dina Powell, H.R. McMaster, president, Sergey Lavrov, and Kislyak. And you wouldn't expect the Washington Post to go to foreign sources for, for comment unless they were bashing Trump. Then they would go to them all day long. And also the Russian reporter. And again, I think we heard Laura Ingram mention earlier that they negated him as the source to the Washington Post. So uh, you'd be right if you said zero. None of those people inside of that room were sourced or even asked for comment on the story by the Post. They weren't interested in getting both sides of the story. All they were interested in doing is getting the hit piece out. And they did. And remember, I think Kilmeade hit on something when he said, when, when he laid out how this all went down. I don't think anybody believes that anybody in that room was leaking. This is not in the Russians' best interest, by the way. If they got a nice tidbit of juicy information from Trump, they aren't going to advertise it. They're not going to get out there and say, ah, we got it. They're not going to do that. So when, and it was reputed that it was H.R. McMaster who picked up the phone and dialed uh, the IC, the intelligence community folks, or person, and said, here's what we've got. Just want to make sure Dot some I's, cross some T's, make sure that president stayed inbound. If this indeed happened, and then it was from that point that the deep state took over, that the swamp took over, that the Obama holdovers took over and took that information immediately over to the Washington Post. So I, I, I think it's telling, to be honest with you. Uh, Fox News Channel talking about the, the cancer of leaks. And it seems to me, and I think this is where the panel discussion was going, that those who are leaking are seeking to overturn America's choice for president. 
And this problem continues to plague this administration. And whatever they need to do to stop irresponsible leaks or disgruntled employees from rushing to the media, they ought to do. By the way, disgruntled employees, why would they be disgruntled? Why would they be upset? Well, it's because the Obama agenda is being undone. America is reasserting itself in the world stage. We're not a doormat anymore. So they're upset. They're a little angry that their guy, Obama, his legacy is being unwound before their very eyes. And this amateur Donald Trump, he can't know what's going. He can't know what's going on. We're the real government, says the deep state. Says the Obama holdovers. You know, it wasn't our fault. We didn't choose. You know, we wanted Bernie. We didn't choose Hillary. <laughs> but we're going to do our best to undermine this president. Ought to do because they are well, the ones who are compromising our international relations. As far as I know now, sure. maybe we'll learn something else. But the information I have now uh, indicates that they that the administration is being very consistent in how they're responding to this. Uh, by the way, breaking news right now. Let's go over to Fox. See, they're talking to the intelligence community leaders, Burr and Warner. Security risk anytime anything about the intelligence community is reported publicly and leaks are um, a, a, a definite concern that we have of, of this administration. The White House insists that the president's actions were wholly appropriate. Do you take their explanation at face value? Well, I, I, I'd prefer to have a conversation with an individual that was in the room about what actually was said, and then we can legitimately comment whether we have concerns about what was said. Sir, have you had trouble getting in touch with the White House today it, it, regarding We've we've had a very busy day, but we hope to talk to him before we leave. We're optimistic we'll get an answer. We don't know if there is a transcript, but somebody made notes. Yeah, uh, that was uh, Senator Burr, Senator Warner, the Senate Intelligence Committee, getting a getting a grilling from a gaggle of reporters outside of their very busy day. So you heard him. We'd like to talk to the White House, figure out what was actually going on in that room before we comment. How refreshing. Uh, by the way, Washington Post, you should have a conversation with the senator. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. From a listener. I think it's interesting that when Pirates of the Caribbean is, uh, or Orange of the New Black is leaked, the FBI immediately starts investigating. But when Trump asks about leaks from the White House, nobody cares. Uh, You guys know that uh, hackers hacked the Pirates of the Caribbean movie before its release. And the FBI very concerned about this, but not so interested in tracking down those who are leaking classified information. Oh, welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo's show. And yeah, I think that uh, the Washington Post and the New York Times ought to, ought to listen to what 
Senator Burr said just before the break. You know, I think it'd be a good idea if we figured out what was actually said in this meeting before we comment on what was said. Shouldn't the Times and the Post go through the formality of actually confirming this stuff was actually done before they report on it? Or is that just, you know, well, he said, he said, she said. And and why were they so skeptical in their reporting when it was alleged, when bad things were alleged about Barack Obama? They needed three source, the sources. They needed to go on the on the record. Anonymous sourcing was not in vogue during the era of Obama. I wonder why. I wonder why. Uh, Fox News continued to talk about the cancer of these leaks. Very consistent. But, but it sounds like, according to the Washington Post, uh, some of the sources for this, it sounds like there were two leaks, a former and a current member of the administration. So we know that the Obama people uh, were out to well, get uh, Mr. Trump, although you made the uh, joke uh, last night that it could have been somebody from the Reagan administration, but probably yeah. not. Well, also, yeah, also, Ducey, remember that there are probably people still inside the national security apparatus who worked uh, in the Obama administration. It doesn't sure. mean they can't be loyal public servants and do a great job, but we just don't know that well, yet. Yeah, well, uh, yes, they, they could be loyal public servants. And I, and I think that some of these people who are left over actually tell themselves, I'm doing this for my country. I'm violating the law and leaking classified information for my country. I think I think it's how you convince yourself that committing a felony is is a good thing because Trump just can't be trusted. Uh, Laura Ingram was uh, on the air, as you heard Steve Ducey from this morning, talking about as this was all breaking yesterday after the show, she was talking about this Washington Post interview or didn't interview any of those who were uh, in the room with the Russians before publishing their piece. I thought it was a pretty interesting point. So far, we know that Dina Powell and Rex Tillerson have both said no classified information was revealed. There were only three people at the meeting from the administration other than the president, McMaster, Dina Powell, and Tillerson. And my sources are telling me that the Washington Post discussed this before they printed this with none of the principals who were at the meeting. Well, why would you? Why give them a chance to respond when you can tar and feather the administration with unnamed sources? Britt Hume was reacting to to Washington Post's sources not being named, especially not so much the current uh, official, but the former official from the Obama administration. I think we could Britt. probably agree that it would, we'd all feel much more comfortable with this information if, if, if the source of it in, that the Washington Post had was in any sense identified. There are present and past national security officials cited as the anonymous sources. I can certainly understand why someone who's presently in office who wanted to disclose this information uh, might not want to have their name revealed, but it's a little unclear to me at this stage why people who are out of office uh, who have somehow found out about this cannot, and it's a very serious matter as it's presented at least by the Post, cannot step up and be identified. Now, now, I, now I agree with that. Uh, if if you're an Obamaite, what do you, what what are you hiding? You don't like Trump. Trump wasn't your guy. Why why would you want to hide your identity? And I think there's a reason why. 
you, you with the Washington Post saying former, and you heard Laura Ingram make allusion to it, or Steve Ducey made, and she's about ready to make that point. Well, heck, let me let me let her make it. Uh, that uh, Laura Ingram is asserting here that th- this was all. Team Obama clearly came from the previous administration. We know that the previous administration, well, it says former and current sources and officials expressed concern with Trump's handling of sensitive information, exposure of the intelligence stream. It's all kind of shocking, said a former senior U.S. intelligence official. Now, could it go back to the Reagan administration? I guess. (laughs) I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. So you understand what she's saying, that the former administration officials is Obama. But, I mean, reasonably, it could, you know, it could be Clinton, could be Reagan, could be Bush. We don't know. I think the Washington Post doesn't want, and, and the New York Times, doesn't want to give credence to the fact that this, this attack against Trump and this leaking is partisan in nature. And it is. Now, those... I can imagine those talking to those at, at, at these officials talking to the post. Tell them well, I'm I'm not doing this because I'm I'm partisan. I'm doing this for the good of the country. And post says, "Yeah, well, we we can't identify you as a Democrat because in this hyper partisan atmosphere where it's commonplace for Democrats to oppose, like for example, James Comey. They all hated him." They all wanted him gone. The minute he's gone, oh, they loved him. And it's all Trump's fault. They don't want to allow the American people to go, wait a minute. This could be a partisan attack. So the Washington Post doesn't identify party, doesn't identify the individuals who put them into these positions. And I think they do so on purpose so that you won't be tempted and, and uh, folks won't be tempted to say, well, this is just a partisan attack, which... I think it is, for the most part, a partisan attack. So it's all part of the game, all part of sheltering the identity of those so they can so they can dish on this this president and have it have the maximum impact, even though many of us suspect it's all Democrat driven. It's all biased press driven. But here comes. Here comes the Washington Post. Well, it was a former administration official. Well, it was a current administration official. Now, both could have been placed by Obama. Know that? They both could have been placed by Obama. Just because somebody is still working in the intelligence apparatus and they were not installed by Trump or, 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 uh, doesn't mean since Trump is president, meaning that they, they weren't they were hired by Trump. It, it, it is highly likely that there are a lot of Obama holdovers. In government. And I think that's what we're seeing. Telephone numbers 888 Fox News Channel giving the Democrat reaction to this anonymously sourced story from the Washington Post. 
The Democratic National Committee has a statement. I'll read part of it to you now. Russia no longer has to spy on us to get information. They just ask President Trump, and he spills the beans with highly classified information that jeopardizes our national security. It goes on in that vein. Uh, Senate uh, Democratic Senator uh, Mark Warner of Virginia, a member of the Intelligence Committee, says, if true, this is a slap in the face to the intel community. Risking sources and methods is inexcusable, particularly with the Russians. Yeah. Wow, not sure where that's all coming from. Um, anyhow, so that was the Democrat reaction. And it was not very, shall we say, uh, well, it was very political uh, in, in many ways. And I don't think I'm talking out of turn by, by saying that the Democrats, upon... They don't have the best interest of the country at heart when they make statements like that. And, for example, Warner. Here comes Warner making these allegations. And Warner, as we articulated yesterday, he doesn't even know what classified is. Warner told Fox News Sunday that that uh, Senators Grassley and Feinstein had leaked classified information when they said in an open committee hearing that James Comey told them that President Trump wasn't under investigation. Senator Warner thinks that's classified information. What does he know? He doesn't know a thing. Charles Krauthammer, though, was um, quick to react to the Democrats' uh, blatantly partisan reaction. Uh, I think these statements are completely irresponsible from the DNC. They have no idea what was revealed. They have no idea the, the gravity of it. Uh, it can be. Perhaps it's not, but this is just pure opportunism and a reflex reaction, and particularly since their candidate for the presidency had been spilling classified information, some of the highest level for a year and a half, and the Democrats pretended it either wasn't a problem or that it should be ignored. It's rather unseemly. Unseemly, to say the least. As a matter of fact, that dovetails right into that comic that I told you uh, about right off the top of the show, or the top of the segment, I should say. You go to the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page and you'll see this. Branco is the uh, the author, and it, it, it is a very well-done comic. Basically says, with a mountain of evidence, the Democrats weren't at all interested in making sure that national security was taken care of when it came to Hillary Clinton. But with no evidence whatsoever, the Democrats uh, want to continue an investigation into Donald Trump. Now, here's this. He, he, the Democrats in in Moss wouldn't go here, but it was floating out there in the ether and we've got to address it. This idea that Donald Trump is somehow working for the Russians is somehow some sort of Manchurian candidate. As many suspected Obama was. And we have actions to back up suspecting Obama was a Manchurian candidate. For example, making sure that billions of American taxpayer dollars were paid to the Iranians. Making sure the Iranians kept their infrastructure for their nuclear program. Making sure there were no restrictions on Iranian missile testing so they could continue to develop intercontinental ballistic missile technology along with the infrastructure being maintained for their nuclear program. Mr. Obama setting a red line for Syria. And then when Syria crossed it, not doing anything about it. When Mr. Obama 
sided with the Castros in Cuba over those who they had mercilessly slaughtered and oppressed for decades. When Mr. Obama ignored the Russians invading one of America's allies, one could safely conclude that it was Obama who was the Manchurian candidate. I think what's behind many of these accusations is to somehow insulate or perhaps shield Barack Obama from his rightful legacy by deflecting some of this onto Trump. But anyway, Krauthammer addressed this. Of all the probabilities, the idea that he was acting as a Manchurian candidate, feeding information to his Russian operatives uh, and controllers is ridiculous. The only implication here is that he's unschooled. This is his first go around with sensitive information. And he might have slipped up. If he did, it's not good. On the other hand, it's if it's not deliberate, it's not exactly a high crime and misdemeanor. No, not a high crime or misdemeanor. It's not even it's not even illegal. Perhaps a slip up as Charles Crowdhammer articulates, but he was well within his rights to declassify anything he wants to declassify. And the difference between Trump and Hillary Clinton is she did all of this and so much more with her illegal server and Dems didn't care. And she did it against the law. I'll be back in a minute. It's Chris Alcedo's show here on The Blaze. Telling the truth. It's one of those jobs American liberals won't do. That's why we need the liberty-loving Latino Chris Salcedo. The Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo. I know it's been a pretty heavy show, folks, and, and mostly concentrating on this on this major news development. And it's I even don't even hasten to call it news. It's it's a major allegation development. That's all it is. They're, all they are is allegations. Nothing's been proven. Nothing has been substantiated. I do have some concerns with the administration's response which leads me to believe there's some there there, but I'm not sure what that is. Fox News Channel, uh, the panel joked yesterday on how Comey should have been fired (laughs) and uh, about Trump giving his enemies ammunition. And I think if I had the biggest criticism of Team Trump is that they've got to stop giving the basket of biased press, the Democrats, and even some Republicans so much ammo with which to shoot at them with. Laura, as someone who is sympathetic to the president and his objectives, do you worry, nonetheless, that stories like these, the handling of the Comey incident, conduce toward a portrait of of amateurishness on his part? And just by way of clarifying that, did not James Comey, whatever one thinks of his service, for all those years of service, deserve to be fired face-to-face, man-to-man? I would have kicked him upstairs if I were Trump. A good friend of mine, Craig Cirilli, emailed me that today. I think it's a great idea. I would have made Comey ambassador to, I don't know, somewhere really cool and nice. And he said, thank you for your service to the country. <laughs> Did you guys catch that? Make James Comey ambassador to Chappaqua. <laughs> he could be with his good friend Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Maybe she could bake him cookies too. 